Buddy Rice, 2004 Indy 500 champion, is here in the Freak Nation. Racers and fans, we get so damn nostalgic about dates and wins. And 50 years ago, this happened. Al Hunter did. Mario did. Uh, you're you're going to become part of that old dude conversation. Do you remember when Buddy Rice won the Indy 500? Well, just think about it. If, I, if that makes me old, then what does that make you? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the gate. Whoa. Uh. Wow. When you look yeah. at what you did with the 500, and this isn't a big Indy 500 uh, interview, but uh, again, it's significant in your life. But you look at your your win in the Indy 500, you talk about doors being opened. You talk about name recognition. Given your, And we'll get to this. Given your travels and the things and teams that you're involved in now, if you, if you never won the Indy 500, do you think we'd be sitting here talking to to Buddy Rice about you know dealing with sports car teams or feeder series into IndyCar? I have no idea. I'm not one to reflect on like looking back on what ifs and stuff. I mean, you know, people ask me all the time because of my stuff with baseball and things that have, you know, what if I would have done things differently? Like you can't, you can't control that. What's happened is what's happened. So I try to live in the now and what's going to happen in the future. Um, I mean, I guess being realistic, no, probably not. Obviously that puts you on a whole nother level. Um, obviously I did other things after that, that also helped elevate me even more. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it just kind of is what it is. I worked really hard at it and it's, uh, I was fortunate enough to have what happened at, at Indy with Bobby Rahal and David Letterman and all our sponsors and everybody that was behind it. So I think it was, uh, you know, it's just something that I just really happened to be a part of. And I was glad we were able to do what we, we did. And, you know, here I am, I get to talk to you guys and I got to meet a bunch of cool people and go do cool stuff all the time. Yeah, but hold on a second. I think what you just brought up when you referenced baseball and how you have approached things in your life, sure, a big sports win such as the Indy 500 is awesome for your resume and for people to constantly reference you as an Indy 500 winner. But you have been a guy, at least as long as we've known you, to always take advantage of even the smaller opportunities, whether it was baseball, whether it was motorsports. I mean, how did you get involved with Eddie Cheever in the first place? How did that vault into an opportunity with Bobby Rahal? It was still your hard work that got you there, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and a lot of it was opportunity. A lot of, you know, I had, I mean, there was issues at Cheever's when I showed up there. Obviously, I got into the into the car at Ray Hall because of what happened with Kenny and, you know, Kenny and I were friends before that. I've been with Ray Hall and, and, and done testing with them and driver development stuff with those guys. But, you know, yeah, you always had to take every opportunity you can get. And especially when, you know, big opportunities like that to where you can elevate yourself and give yourself an opportunity to succeed. You got to take those and you got to take them any way they come. And it's, you know, sometimes it came at, at the, at an issue or at a bad spot for somebody else. But I mean, that happens in, and everything across the board, whether it's business or sports. So it's just, uh, yeah, I just capitalized on what I had and, and tried to make the most of everything I and every opportunity I get. Buddy Rice, it's come to mind that the move you made to win the Indy 500 was against the wall. It was inches between <laughs> you and the wall and the car on the other side, on your right side. With You didn't make that move. You may not be the champion. Would you make that move now? Was that a move made from youth or uh, would old age tell you that's stupid, buddy? Uh, I don't know about that. I think definitely as you get older, you think and look at things differently. So I think from that perspective, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I was in the same spot, would I think about it differently? Probably. But at that time, I mean, I knew that was an opportunity. That was on one of the restarts. And we we're just coming back. and We needed to get back to the front. We had a game plan and we needed to stick to the game plan. And that's what we did. So, um, at 45, would I do the same thing I did back then? I have no idea until I'm in that position. But 
I like to think that I'm still on the aggressive side, so I'd like to think I'd still go for it. Yeah, I do too. Anybody that wear a hat like that when you're 20 or 45 <laughs> is going to dive against the wall and go for the win. <laughs> yeah, I still wear my hat the same as then. So yes. I love it. Flat bill. Buddy, what was it that convinced you and your father to go the route of racing? Because you were being looked at by colleges for baseball. You were very good at baseball. Why did you, what was the conversation you guys had? Why was it that you went into racing, not baseball? Well, we just, I felt at the time, which I didn't know everything, and I, we probably should have done a little more research, but you know, I wasn't getting some of the opportunities that we thought we should be getting. There was some stuff going on politically and different things. So we jumped into the go-karts and started doing that. I thought it was more like an individual thing. And if I was able just to go out and perform and do stuff, it would you know, translate into me getting opportunities. And that's really where it came from. And my dad, from the racing and having a racing background, I mean, that's I'd grown up around cars and motors and all that stuff. So it was kind of a, just a, a natural fit and things just kind of evolved. Did we have any idea that was going to evolve to what it did? No. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, it gave me a lot of opportunity. I got a, and I got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, I, like I said, I just got a lot of opportunities. I got to go try a lot of things and, and it, it doors opened up and it was luckily the, the correct move at the time. Well, you've traveled where this summer? I'd say it was the correct move at the time and now. Yeah. I mean, I've been to, what, Sweden, Norway, uh, Denmark, Finland, and then back to Sweden. And that was just <laughs> through the summer for racing. And now we're getting ready for Nitro Circus. And we got, you know, Utah, Minnesota, Arizona, California, Glen Helen, and down into Florida. And then we'll have a little break and we'll fire Nitro Circus 2022 back up. But we're really looking forward to it with Dry and Reinbold Racing. We got four lights cars. we got four supercars coming with Audi and, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Travis's deal. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, it's exciting. Buddy Rice joining us here in the Freak Nation and, and Buddy, I'm a little disappointed because you're out there. We're both out there when it comes to conversations that we'll have off mic and like to mix it up and you bring up all these things that you're part of. Why in the hell won't you get involved in freaking social media to share some of this <laughs> Buddy Rice madness, broham? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not into it. I never have been. People talk to me about it. I just don't, I don't get into it that much. I mean, I look at some stuff, but I don't know. I don't think I need to take pictures of my, my food and what I'm doing and where I'm at and all that stuff. I'm just not into all that. I never have been. I just do my own thing. You know, that's so true though, because I remember Ricky Carmichael was very hesitant about Twitter and he, he wouldn't even get a, a, a website because he's like, okay, if I'm going to do social media, that's going to be my website. But you're right. If, if you got a TV gig anywhere down the road, let's say in the next five years, and they force you to get social media, would you quit the TV gig because you're just not going there? I don't know. I guess I'd have to cross that bridge and we do. I mean, we've right <laughs> now, we've there's been a couple of pilots regarding some stuff with some documentaries and some uh, other TV shows. So there's you know, there's stuff on the horizon that could possibly happen. If they require that, then we'll have to, I guess, address that. Some pilots. Maybe I just have someone do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say your daughter. You could have Michelle do it. Your pilots, hold on. What are you talking about? Go deeper into that. Are we going to see a Buddy Rice documentary? Are we going to see you doing something with Nitro Circus on TV? Yeah, I want to know. Well, we'll see. No, I'm not nothing with Nitro Circus right now. There's some other things that we've been working on. Um, we had some stuff that we thought would be in place for some other stuff. And as it starts to get a little closer, if it looks like it's going to happen, I'll make sure I come out and explain a little bit more. But there's definitely <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things happening. And, uh, you know, there could be some exciting stuff coming down, but you know how it is. Talk's cheap, and it's just got to happen, actually. Wow. So we'll see. <laughs> Buddy Rice, you stuck with Rallycross. You talked about Nitro Circus. 
you stuck with Rallycross, where a lot of people bailed and went somewhere else. What do you see in that that keeps you around? Well, one of the big things is, you know, Dennis Reinbold's really behind it and the whole team. That's one of the big things right now. The reason I'm into the Rallycross thing is I like it because it puts the discipline back in the driver. There's so many different elements to what's going on between the pavement, the dirt, the jumps, the different uh, features and everything. So you have to drive. You have to be on top of it. You have to be on your game to win and to be up front. And I think it's great. It puts it back in the driver's hands. Some of the other stuff's a little bit of, um, you know, it's a cubic dollar race. So I think that, you know, some of the really good kids, if you don't get a good opportunity on the right stuff, you're going to, you know, struggle a little bit more. Um and just so I've been into it. I like it. I like where it's at. I like where it's going. Um, they're going to go. We got electric cars coming in 2022. That's going to mm. be exciting. Dennis has got that going as well for us. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's going to be cool. I'm really into it. I like it. I like the atmosphere. Tons of people come out and it's uh, it's exciting. There's a lot of energy at these events. How do we get more eyeballs on those events? Because anytime I've watched one, it, it has been incredibly exciting and like you said it's pure driving the driver has to really use his own mind to figure these things out on all these different surfaces so how do we get more eyeballs on this type of racing because essentially it's what everybody wants is the pure enjoyment of difficulty and talent well i think with right now with travis and what their approach is going to be it sounds like doing all the filming in-house and they're using some other uh companies to, to broadcast it out they're going to have streaming they're going to have all the stuff they're going to be able to do the reach so if you just get on nitro circus rally cross start looking that up and it'll it'll explain all that to you but i mean they have a very good business plan they have a long-term program right now and i think it's going to be it's going to be exciting there's going to be a lot of growth and i think you're going to see a lot of exciting people and i think this is going to be a new sport that's going to you know it's going to get back up there in the upper level like it was you know back in the grc days but it, i think with the organization and the group and, and travis behind it i think it's going to be uh it's going to be even better. Would there be anything that would get you behind the wheel, or are you just the coach owner? Uh, you're not a driver anymore. Uh, I do drive. It depends. Not with the rally cross stuff. Right now, I'm just with the management side of stuff. I'm not an owner. Um, there is some stuff I could be driving later this year. There's some, there's some tests being lined up. And Come on, don't talks. leave that on the table like that. Right, we'll see. Damn, buddy. There. There's on, stuff man. going on. I got to see. I don't like to let it out too much because if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't yeah. happen. But uh, there's a lot going on. There's there, You could see me back behind the wheel. Um, that. And, I'm, and my big thing is. I'm interrupting you, dude. <laughs> that is what social media is about. Yeah. That, that last couple of sentences right there <laughs> is what's going to get you. Tens of thousands of people saying, I got it. And then the advertisers come once you get the tens of thousands of people. And that means money. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll think about it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now you're thinking about it. You mentioned the you money. Think, and you now do. you're thinking about it. Well, you got to be able to, you got to be able to think. You got to be able to evolve. You got to, you know, you got to be able to change. But we'll see. I don't know. But like I said, there's some stuff coming. We'll see what happens later in the year. See if we can't get something to uh, to come together. There's a lot. There's a lot of options. There's there's a lot of things going on right now. Buddy Rice here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. And Buddy, the news came out. Well, the news has been out for about three weeks now. But it looks like uh, Michael Andretti and company are going to be forking over a whole lot of scoots to buy a Formula One team. And everybody's putting Colton Herta automatically in that seat. Where does Buddy Rice sit on this with Andretti in general? going to the elite open wheel series in the, in the world and competing. Are we ready to do something like that? Well, I mean, if you've been looking at what he's been doing lately in his expansion and they've, 
you know, they've had success everywhere they've went. So, you know, it's just another step. If they put Colton in there, I think it'd be a very good move. The kid's great. He's uh, he's going to be awesome if he were to go over there. Um, we'll just have to see. I mean, it's been a long time since, you know, an American's had a legitimate shot at getting in there and having a seat in Formula One. Um, it's a big uphill battle, so this could actually open up more opportunities and open the doors. But I think Colton would be a great candidate. I mean, everything he's been able to do in IndyCar, how he's come up and how competitive he is week in, week out, I think it'd be it'd be awesome to see. Have you ever driven a Formula One car off the grid? Have you ever hopped in one? No, that's one of the few things I have not driven. Where do you think Where do you think the drop off is? I mean, I'm a I'm a big soccer player. I know where the drop off is between Major League Soccer and top level European soccer. I know where the problems are and the issues are. Where are the problems and the issues outside of financial from the jump from IndyCar to Formula One, or is it all financial? But when you come from when you have Formula One drivers versus IndyCar drivers? I think some of it is probably financial. Some of it is probably political. Some of it's just, uh, you know, we're over here and, and you have to go over there to, to try to make it happen. I know, I know Rossi and some of those other guys have tried it. They, they put their time in. They did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just a lack of timing, right? The seats are full. The way the contracts come up and, and those opportunities, sometimes that's some of it. It's probably just a lot of everything that causes these problems and, Eventually, it'd be nice to see one of the Americans get over there and, and be able to make it uh, and make it happen. You know, and it's expensive to run those things. I mean, that's also a problem and getting on the grid, doing all that stuff. There's only 20 seats available. So I don't know. It's hard to say exactly what it is. I'm not in the middle of all that, you know, not mm-hmm. behind the scenes knowing everything that's going on. But there's definitely, I mean, there's just a little bit of everything. Well, we talk, we're talking right now about the Andretti team and how they are in so many facets of motorsports. But I mean, let's go back to who you are with, the Dreyer and Reinbold team. A lot of people don't give that team enough credit. I mean, how many different disciplines are you guys in right now, whether it's rallycross, like you said, cars in the month of May? There's That's not an easy feat to cross over in so many different disciplines, yet here you are helping to manage all of that and make it work. Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been bouncing back and forth between the IndyCar and the rallycross program for the last, like, like I said, five or six years now. Um, you know, between Dennis Reinbold, Chase Selman, Brett DeBoer, all those guys, like, and all, and all the boys at the shop, they do a really good job of managing it, laying out the schedules, how we have to do everything and, and making it all happen. I mean, it's not easy. You know, this past year we had a really good run at the Speedway with Sage, got up to sixth. I mean, that was awesome for us, you know, coming from the back. Um, you know, it just, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of work, and we're one of the only independent teams in the, in the IndyCar at the, at the 500 level right now. You know, we show up just for that. Every once in a while we run a one-off, but it's a, it's a lot of work. We do a really good job and we're pretty disciplined, but you know, we're always striving to get better and do more. So we're always looking at different opportunities. Hmm. Speaking of opportunities, you have a 13 year old daughter. I've got a seven year old daughter going on 13. It seems uh, <laughs> bigger challenge raising that 13 year old than any day in IndyCar. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Sometimes it's got its ups and downs, you know. They know everything right now. She wants to oh, yeah. do her own thing. So you just got to let it kind of, got to kind of let it ride. So it's, it's a little different. Are you just the dad in the background watching your wife and daughter headbutt each other, basically? No, I'm involved. We got a lot going on. She's got a, we got volleyball starting up right now for school. Ooh. So that's been good. She's been doing that. Um, so we'll just see. But I just got to, got to kind of, He's got to get a roll with it sometimes. Oh, yeah. I just, the reason I asked that is that our seven-year-old, oh, yeah, I'm already going like this with her, and Kenny just kind of sits back and watches awesome. it happen. 
Buddy Rice here in the Freak Nation. Dude, this is greatness, man. Thanks for yes. taking time out. Uh, don't be a stranger. You're just down the street 30, 45 minutes from us. I know. I can't believe it took us this long even here. should have done this a while ago. We're, we're all at fault for this one. Yes. Yeah. Well, please. Well, so is our travel schedule. So, yeah. yeah we we got a little bit of a yes. break. Please, uh, please tell Michelle hello from the Freak Nation, yes. buddy. We will definitely. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you guys.